Welcome to the Realizing Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Christensen. This is where we dive in each week to chat about parenting, education, and realizing our children's genius. I'm an educator with a background in individualizing learning, and I'm obsessed with helping people find and nurture that genius in their children and themselves. Let's dive in. Hi, geniuses. Today we have Mandy Frost, and Mandy Frost is an academic coach. And you also help parents and as well as the kids, correct? Yes, yes, I do. I coach parents and I coach students. Um, I, I, I like to say that I partner with parents um, more okay. than coaching because it's it's kind of a three-way partnership because when I work with a student, I also communicate a lot with the parent. And so when I coach a student, I'll send emails every week and I'll say, this is what your child is working on. This is how you can support them. And so really it's a coach partnership, but I do coach parents individually as well, if that makes sense. Yes. No, that definitely makes sense. That definitely makes sense. So it's, I love that because really uh, you, you need to have that relationship and kids need that support. If you are working as a, uh, a coach, teacher, mentor with a child that is not your own, that support from the parent is, is so important. They need to have that, um, you need to ha have that, that partnership because otherwise it, it's not as powerful as it could be. Yes. And then also I, I just want to add in there is there's obviously that confidentiality with a student mm -hmm. as well. And so I always make sure that whatever I share with the parent, the student is okay with that. And I've never had a student say, oh, don't tell my mom this or don't tell, you know, it, it's just, we, we want to create that. I want them to know they can trust me. And, mm -hmm. but their parents also need to know like, what are they working on this week and how they can support them? And so there's that that balance of, you know, the confidentiality. And obviously, if there's something I need to tell the parents, uh, the confidentiality, and we know all the rules and how that works, if they're going to hurt themselves or all of those sort of things. But other than that, there's, I want the student to feel comfortable with me as well, you know, speaking yeah. to me and, and sharing in a, in a place where there's no judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I know, <laughs> now, first of all, do you work with people you know with kids that are homeschooled and that go to traditional schools because I know my audience is primarily homeschoolers but I I do have others as well so yeah I most I work with students any students whether they're homeschooled uh -huh. or not mostly the homeschoolers but um, I do work with other students as well and young adults as well at college if you know if they need support with with any especially with executive functions challenges or just helping them to get organized and you know get through their their college days um confidently and responsibly I guess um helping them to move forward yeah yeah I know a lot of homeschoolers when they go away to college it's a huge change I know I mean the high school that I went to oh my goodness I mean there's over 500 students and I look at my kids and it's like, oh, five students <laughs> compared to, you know, it's a huge ex experience. And all of my kids, my four older boys have go gone to college and uh, graduated and they all went to smaller schools. But um, even though smaller schools were, it was a challenge at first to kind of 
deal with that different environment. Um, so I can definitely see how that would be helpful. So I know we are coming up on the summer. And, and you know, as a homeschooler, you know, there was a lot of times I would just try and homeschool through the summer. Uh, but if my kids had too many friends that didn't homeschool th through the summer, it was like, well, it's my time off. It's I get a vacation, you know, whatever. <laughs> and um, I sometimes summers are really challenging. And I know you have some parent workshops coming up. Are they going to be addressing any of those challenges and, and how to make summer more productive? Yes, absolutely. In fact, this time last summer, I did a workshop for parents. It was um, coach your child off the sorry, coach your child off the couch and co-create a productive summer. Because um, I often have parents like, you know, the kids want to just stay on their devices. They don't want to be productive. They want to do what they want to do. So I do have a, a, I have a couple of workshops coming up four-week workshops. So I have different cohorts, so May, June, and July, if you want to join for the May or the June or the July, to help you navigate these difficulties and really to build relationship, but also to help your child, you know, be productive and, you know, you want them to not just be on their devices and that sort of thing. And so the, the workshops will help them, first of all, um, how are they going to coach their child? And so that is a lot of what I talk about is coaching your child. You're moving from the boss parent manager to being more of a coach parent because then you're inviting more connection, you're inviting more cooperation, and you're helping them to think up ideas of what they could do over the summer that actually they would be interested in. Um, and so it's a way of telling them what to do, but not telling them what to do so that it's actually helping them find their own ideas. And so it becomes less of a, of a conflict or a, um, a power struggle. So those workshops will definitely help them with regards to helping their kids find, even helping their kids find um, job shadowing or internships or projects or things that are exciting so that they, they do actually have more of a balanced life over the summer, not just wanting to be on their devices. And so it really will deal with all of those aspects. Now, you said you mentioned the boss parent versus the coach. Can you go into that a little bit more? Yeah, and so our natural way of parenting, our, you know, because we're good parents, is we're super mom, super parent to the rescue. You know, we want to help our kids. You want to, you know, fix the problem. And it doesn't really help them to find their own solutions. And so we want to move away from telling them what to do, giving them advice, lecturing, um, to more taking a step back and rather asking the question. So going from, you know, you need to do this, you need to go and clean your room or you need to go and get your work done to, well, what is your plan for getting your work done today? Um, it's about, you know, when, when would be a, when do you think it's a good time to do your chores? Like what, what would work for you? What does that look like? Instead of you telling them exactly how you want them to do something. And so you're creating more um, communication, but you're also getting them to, to kind of own their own ideas and their own solutions. And so um, you're really moving, moving away from telling to asking. Um, and so there's, yeah, there's a lot more to the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can see that. And that really, helps them be more prepared for adulthood that way because they are not they have to take that responsibility 
Yeah. Yes. And, and I think as a parent, when you're coaching them, you're helping them take that responsibility. Well, you're helping them to have the autonomy with the responsibility because they often talk about freedom. They want freedom, but it's got to be a healthy freedom, not just a freedom of doing whatever you want, when you want, how you want. But, you know, one day, if you want to, if you want to drive the car, you want to borrow the car, then you need to have shown your, you know, responsibility in the small things. But that is done in regards to, you know, if we continue being the boss parent manager, telling them what to do, they're not going to learn that responsibility. And so it's it's holding them accountable in a loving way, in a mutually supportive way, you know, as as parents model the behavior that they want to see in their kids, um, you know, helping them in the things that they struggle with as well. And so, you know, making that shift. But yes, it definitely does help them with confidence as well because they're problem solving for themselves, but you're also giving them the space to actually share in a, um, a safe place with regards to their emotions and what's going on, because they're not going to want to talk to a boss manager parent. They don't feel safe with a boss parent manager parent, because what if I just tell my mom she's going to overreact or she's going to tell me what to do and I don't actually want advice. I just want her to listen. And so what I find a lot with students is I'm finding the biggest things for them, the, the complaints that I hear, the biggest thing is my mom doesn't listen to me or my parents don't listen to me. Um, and the other thing I hear from them is um, I'm only, um, only when I'm performing or I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and then, then they're only happy with me. So they almost feel like their performance earns them that love or that acceptance. And it doesn't, parents don't mean to do this. They're good parents. It's unintentional. Um, also, you know, students are seeing that perspective also because they're coming from a point of, of that um, brain development where it's not, it's still developing. And so they're seeing things and they're seeing things differently to what we see. And so it's not an intentional thing, but when parents are more intentional in making that shift to creating that space with their kids, okay, what do you think you should do? How about we brainstorm some ideas? What do you think? It definitely does help them to bring out their genius and to feel more confident in their capabilities. Yes. That brain development thing. I know um, my youngest son, I was doing some research on that and we listened to the teenage brain. I I'm, forget who the author is. Anyway, um, I can put a link uh, in the show notes, but it's it was so wonderful to be able to listen to it with him because it was this third party who was telling him that, okay, this is what's going on in your brain. And um, we have those conversations. It's like a, a shared experience where we can say, okay, you know, I, I can say, okay, remember, remember what she said about this? Are, are you dealing with this right now? Is this something, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, or I can, <laughs> Anyway, it was it was just a really great experience to be able to do more of that coaching that I think you're talking about rather than just saying, you know, your brain isn't developed. Listen to me. I can tell you, you know, you need to do what you need, what I tell you to do. It's like, okay, this is what's, you know, this is what she said that's going on. Do you think this might be an issue in this case? And um, anyway, it's it's been a, a really a wonderful conversation continuing conversation with us about that and uh he's much more open to um just reaching out to me about different things when um because he understands what's going on so mm. uh, but 
so so many kids, it's kind of like, well, mom and dad just start talk, talking and it's like, wah, 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 wah. You know, it's like they just totally tune out and whatever we can do to uh, keep that communication open um, is, is just so helpful. So um, coaching, I know, you know, people think of coaching as, you know, like a football coach or a soccer coach. Um, so with an educate as an educational coach, you know, you've mentioned um, that executive function and things like that. Do you also do do you consider yourself a tutor or a teacher or is that something that somebody else does? Well, I don't tutor. However, I help to, I help students with executive function, but from a coach perspective. And so it is, you know, tutor is more specifically helping them with something specific that they're struggling with, like if it's math, algebra and math, or it's writing essays. So I don't, I don't do that. I certainly can help students find ways to, to help them with executive challenges um, with regards to finding solutions that work for them. You know, I see students as individuals and one size doesn't fit all. And so, you know, if they are struggling with time management, so more the executive functions than the actual specific helping them with their, their schoolwork, you know, it's more, it's more um, um, helping them find their own solutions with regards to, well, how can you develop better time management strategies? And so what I will do though, is I will make suggestions or I'll say, hey, I've got this, I've got this really good idea. And some of my students like it and they use it. It works for some, it doesn't work for all of them. So I never hold tightly to my solution because then, you know, it, I want them to try something and then see if it works for them because they're unique. And so what I'll say, well, you know, how about trying like one of the things, a Pomodoro technique. I don't know if you've heard of the Pomodoro technique, but it's, it's yeah. you know, the, the viewers can go and Google it. It's, it's been going for a long time, but I say, Hey, yeah. I've got this technique that some of my students use and some of them just rave, you know, just love it. Um, would you like to hear about it? So I always ask permission. So I'm inviting them in. Oh yes. That, now they're perking up their ears. I'm not telling them to do it. And so I'll say, okay, this is what it looks like. This is how you do it. Would you like to try it this week and see if it works? And if it doesn't work, that's okay. Like don't have to, you know, you know, and they're always keen to try it. Um, mm -hmm. And then what we'll do is we'll like the following week, we'll say, so how did it go? And I have the, the three questions I talk about with regards to helping them coach themselves to find their own solutions is what's working, what's not working, and what could you do differently? Or what can you try next? And so that's the, those are the questions I ask every week and say, so did, it, did the Pondora technique work for you? Uh, you know, what, what didn't work about it? Would you like to try something else? And so then, you know, I would say, hey, how, how about giving it another week? And then we'll maybe do another strategy. And so I'm very big on um, helping students find their own smart solution, I call it, that's going to work best for them. And so like little pieces to a puzzle, like this is going to help with time management and this is going to help with maybe note taking or this is going to help with something else. And so they get to puzzle in those things and as they're doing that, they're learning about themselves. They're giving that self-awareness to, to what does work and what doesn't work for them. And it's very powerful because then they, they just improve their confidence. And it's just amazing and powerful, the, the coaching, coaching them through it and getting them to figure it out. Yeah, especially when they get to those teen years, having that buy-in, you know, by asking permission and, uh, 
uh, listening to them and having them take that responsibility for making that decision. It's, I mean, it's like night and day. You go from a kid who stops listening to a, a kid who is taking an active, you know, an active participant in the, um, in his education. It's, yeah, I've seen that, that in my life, definitely. So I love that. I love that. So, well, Mandy, is there anything that you would like to share? Uh, you know, you've, you homeschooled your kids, um, your three boys. Is there anything that you would want to share with a brand new homeschooler just to, you know, if somebody's thinking about homeschooling or might be having challenges in homeschooling? Wow, that's I have a that's a big question, and there's so many <laughs> parts. But I think the first thing I would say to someone who's newly starting out, particularly if they have taken their kids out of the school system, I'm seeing this quite a lot, and they really want to do a good job. And like every good parent, really want to do it right. What curriculum, what resources, and they get pretty stressed out because there's so again there's so much choice out there. It can be overwhelming. And so what I want to say to them is just first of all, take a deep breath. <laughs> Um, and I wouldn't get straight into any curriculum. Like for the first semester, I would just de-school your kids because they have a mindset now, more than likely have a mindset that school is boring or school, whatever it is, you want to give them a mindset of a love for learning. You want to, you want to give them a good start because if they start, if you start homeschooling with the mindset of what school is, I put it into a box. This is what school is. And this is what I should be doing. It's a system and a curriculum. Um, you're probably not, not going to get a lot of cooperation. And so I would want to um, just, this is a very hard, and I'm saying this carefully because when I first homeschooled my kids, I was in my little school box. This is how it's supposed to be. And the thing is, homeschooling is not school at home. It's not a not having four walls. It doesn't have to be four walls. The homeschooling is when you wake up in the morning is what am I going to learn? It's it's from when you wake up until when you go to bed at night. And you, you know, it's real life learning. And so it depends on the ages of your kids as well. And so what I would say is if your kids have have a negative mindset towards school and learning, just de-school them for the first semester. So I would just say read to them you know go to park go to parks I mean the, the the our golden moments for me homeschooling my kids was reading to them I mean I would read sometimes I'd find a book that was so exciting that all we do is read that book the whole week and my kids would be outside and they'd be journaling while I'd read to them okay they were little as we had no pressures when they're much older but you know they learn so much just by being with them connect with them do fun stuff bake cook do art just get to see, get get them to see what they're interested in because sometimes if they've been in the school system for quite a while they don't quite know what their interests are and they you know they just they see learning in a different mind you've got to change the mindset I'm very big on changing mindsets because mindsets lead to choices lead to actions lead to results you've got to change the mindset and so I think that's where I would start oh I totally agree that is such good advice because I mean you take them out of the school system for a reason. You don't want to create that system in your home again, but that's like our natural tendency because that's what most of us have grown up with. <laughs> so uh, wonderful advice. Thank you. I think I want to just add there if I can, it's the uh -huh. fear. So fear, yeah. and I get it, the fear of what if I mess up my kids or what if my mm -hmm. kids aren't going to be ready? Or what if my kids can't get into college? I promise you, I can say this 100%. Okay, I understand the fear is there. I had it as well. 
I've been there. I live that. Just you will be fine. Your kids will be fine. Don't worry about college. It'll all work out. I promise you it'll work out. If you focus in on your connection and your relationship and giving them a love for learning and some experiences, um, your kids will be fine. And so it's that fear, you know, letting go of that fear, like that not, don't, you know, parent out of fear, parent out of faith, you know, and having, and I think also the control thing, I think we spoke about this um, as well, is letting go of the control of your kids. Often we have the control because we're fearful. Okay. And mm -hmm. then we, 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 we stifling them as well. And so to just take a deep breath and just, you will be okay. Your kids will be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is, it is so hard sometimes to do that, but it is, you are so right. I know uh, my fourth son, um, he fought me so much at one point uh, with, with math. And um, it was really hard for me to step back, but it was, I had to at that point to save our relationship and he was able to get through like three years of math in one semester because he was ready. And I, I know that doesn't happen for a lot of kids and he had the foundation. It, this was, we're talking algebra, you know, geometry, algebra two, I mean, that type of thing. It, and he was able to just really just get it because he wanted to, he had a why he knew he had to have that in order to go to the school he wanted to go to. And he just powered through and got it. I mean, he's an accountant now. He, he definitely, the math thing, he got it. But um, when they are younger, it's really hard to even take that semester and not school and develop that love of learning. But if you look for, if you're looking at the long, you know, the long game and you want them to be 40 years old and still reading books and still learning and and it's not um it's not checking off those boxes for those standards but more giving them that that lifetime of learning and growing and being excited mm -hmm. about it um if they have that if they know how to learn then they're set for life they can learn whatever they need to learn whenever they need to learn. And um, yeah, it's. Yeah. And I but, think it's stepping back, giving them the space so they can find their why that is yeah. the key. Otherwise yeah. they we're, we're stifling. We actually end up stifling their learning. And so just, just free range. I want to say free range. <laughs> not, quite, not quite free range. Okay. Not quite free range, but it's like, you don't want to sit in that school box in that system box because yeah. it's, it doesn't have to be that way in your home and it will steal your joy. It'll yeah. steal your joy. And you don't want to do that. Yeah. Well, Mandy, thank you so much for coming on this uh, podcast episode with me and sharing your genius. Um, it's been a joy. Thank you, Heidi, for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Realizing Genius podcast. Head over to realizinggenius.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and links and to share your ideas of anyone you would like to have me interview. Have a wonderful week realizing your genius.